Hey everybody, this is Eric Smith and I'm coming to you with Dustin Lopez. Um, this is episode number two of what we're calling New Dad, Newer Dad, hashtag NDND for short. Hola. Hey Dustin. Que pasa? Um, so it's early in the morning on a Saturday. We're recording this before we record another episode of The Bearded Bride. Just want to chat about how pregnancy's going. You know, uh, it's going well. It's the last few weeks were different than the first few weeks, and that's, to be, ex- that's to be expected, I guess. Right? It just progressively gets different and different and different. Yeah, it's ever changing. Um, how are how are they different? Uh, well, definitely a lot less craziness, and uh, I think that. Do you mean by just things happening, or <clears throat> with? No, uh, Melissa herself. No, I think that uh, adjusting to uh, a different level of, like, listening as a husband and, uh, you know, you, you really have a different way of approaching things the first few weeks than I did the second few weeks. And it, life got easier as a result. I think that when you kind of look at, um, you know, the first few weeks, there's so many new emotions that you know mom is feeling new mom is feeling and so you have a different way of reacting to that you have to learn kind of a new way to react to things because the way that you used to react just doesn't apply no you have to learn a new way to react to every situation that comes up (laughs) right basically there's there's no playbook for this no it's Um, it's literally different every single day yeah and except in my case in the last couple weeks it's just just been the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, you're right at the beginning, though. No, this is this is different. Um, so with our first, it was like the whole pregnancy was like really easy. She was never sick. You know, she was sleeping fine. Everything everything was good. Her uh-huh. attitude was a little different. You know, we talked about that last time. But this time around, um, she's just she's feeling terrible. She's not she's nauseous, but she's not you know actively vomiting she just feels bad all the time yeah and she can't sleep yeah and then like she'll fall asleep easy then she'll wake up in the middle of the night and she can't go back to sleep and there's no good solution for that because you can't take well even though she has been you can't take like a unisom or a melatonin at like three thirty in the morning and then wake up and go to work but she's been uh i mean she's been trying it's just been it's really hard like these last few days she's barely even spoken words well, I think that it's uh, difficult to deal with the feel what we what we identified as like for Melissa, it was when she was feeling sick, it was really just her not nourishing herself, mm-hmm. and she got to a point where she would feel sick from not actually eating. And yeah. so you know, she started to associate in her mind that when, I feel nauseous. I need to eat mm-hmm. something, and that really helped. And so I think that that's why, like every day, literally is different. Uh, you're you're as as a woman, you're trying to you know this is just a guy's perspective on mm-hmm. it, right? Uh, you're trying to learn all these new things, and each pregnancy is different too. So yeah, everything that she's been you know doing the first time is completely different this time, and there might be some similarities, but. For the most part. Yeah, and that's something else is the the appetite. Like she she's not she's not eating a ton or she wasn't eating a ton. I'm not sure if it's 
change now, but she's, you know, super particular about what she eats, always wants to eat, you know, the, the Thai food, the kind of weird stuff. But then she'll find herself not wanting it. And then rather than going and eating something that's out of her comfort zone that maybe she'll she'll like now or would get nutrients, mm-hmm. she's just not eating. And I yeah. think that's just compounding everything. Do you think that um, do you think that diet has you know your predominant diet outside of pregnancy mm-hmm. has it must have a certain bearing on your diet during pregnancy because like you just said I never even thought about that because well Melissa we eat you know every kind of cuisine that's really out there mm-hmm. you know we eat Thai we eat Japanese well she really she really is missing sushi yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and we eat American and we eat, you know, everything really. We eat tacos. I mean, there's, there's literally nothing, no type of cuisine that we don't eat. Yeah. But if somebody is, you know, really heavily focused in one type of cuisine, then that must be really challenging. Yeah. Um, and she's just stubborn also. Like, you know, I try and get her to try something new that I think that she'll like based mm-hmm. on, you know, other stuff that she's eating. I'm not just going to try and get her to eat like a, fried chicken sandwich i know she's not gonna want that right um so i'm trying to suggest things and it's just it's just a no um but then also she's weighing herself every day and obsessing because she's not gaining any weight yeah like she hasn't really gained much um the baby's growing like it should and i told her you know what i I have to take the scale away from you because you can't obsess over that and it's just like losing weight if you're checking yourself every day right it's it's not good for your mental health um and then that can turn into a placebo and then make you not feel well physically. So, I mean, that's what I'm dealing with right now. It's, it's, it's rough going at the moment. Well, let me tell you, um, I have a, a random fact for you. Okay. Morning sickness doesn't happen to all pregnant women. But, yeah. but up to 85% of women experience nausea and vomiting during pregnancy, mm-hmm. with 60 to 70% of them dealing with the actual throwing up portion. Yeah. Um, so I think that if you're not in that stage, you're in, uh, really good shape. I mean, Melissa was, uh, in that, uh, did not have any sort of vomiting either. And, uh, that, that information is, uh, according to the American Pregnancy Association. Um, yeah. And like I said, our first pregnancy, nothing. She was never sick. Um, you know, none of this was ever an issue. Everything she was, she was growing like she should. And, um, yeah, this is just, it's totally different than the first time around, Yeah, which is kind of crazy. And she, of course, she's worried that that means she's going to have a girl this time. Yeah, that could Because uh, uh, be. we both are now, like, uh, we should have learned our lesson the first time, wanting a girl and then getting a boy. But now we both are always like, we would just want another boy. So now she's like, oh, no, this means we're going to have a girl. What yeah, but that do? might all be predicated on how that pregnancy went. Yeah. Right. So, um, but, you know, like you said uh, in the last episode, you uh, were really excited for a girl at one point Mm -hmm. in the past. So, uh, you know, balance in in gender is a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it all comes down to it, we're just going to be happy if we have a healthy, happy baby. Well, I have uh, have some news for you. Yeah. This is live news. You have twin twins or something. Uh, we're, we are not having twins, but um, I I am having a boy. You found out. We found out. That's awesome. Yeah, that was interesting. Which is something I really wanted to talk about today, which is gender reveal. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to gender reveal parties, it's so interesting. So 
Melissa had uh, some blood work done, and uh, she found out uh, the gender of the baby like four days before I found out. Yeah. She wanted to announce it to me at a gender reveal party. Uh, but then we went to a gender reveal party mm-hmm. and uh, last Saturday. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I went to the car after that, and I, I thought to myself, you know, this really isn't for me. And yeah. I felt wrong about it because everybody has gender reveal parties now. No, they don't. I felt like I, I feel like all of my friends are having gender reveal parties. It's, it's I feel like it's unnecessary. It's not it's not really needed. Well, that's but unless that's, you want to put it on Instagram. <laughs> but some people just want to have it so that they can gather their friends and family yeah. and and whomever, which is fine in my opinion. That's you know on them. But even after talking with that couple, they were like, you know, we did this whole gender reveal, but like. We put all of this work into getting all this food ready and a brunch and all this stuff, and then it ended up being like we we brought out the cake, we cut the cake, and then everybody left after that, and they were kind of almost like disappointed, right? That like that's what happened, and I and that's, I mean, not sure what else you uh, you know you. What else are you expecting? Right. You know, I don't know. It's like this is um, the analogy that Melissa came up with, and I thought that this this was what started this whole topic in mm. my mind of why I wanted to talk about it today. Um, the analogy that Melissa came up with was um, we were sitting in the car afterwards, and I was saying, I don't think that's for me. I don't think I want to have a gender reveal. Yeah. And she goes, well, do you want to know now? I was like, you know the gender of our baby? She goes, yeah, I've known for four days. That's awesome. I was, I was like, no, you have to tell me. She goes, okay, I'm going to tell you. And I was like, well, wait, wait, hold on. Let me just process this for a second. This is a whole lot to handle. So, And I waited a couple minutes. I'm just driving. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And she goes, sorry, your window passed. You don't get to know anymore. (laughs) But uh, later that night, we were having um, dinner with her family and a couple of her uh, family's friends. And um, she announced it. And uh, the the analogy that she came up with was when you plan a wedding, you don't get all your friends and family together for a save-the-date party, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like, um, hey, this is... engagement parties. Kind of similar. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Engagement but those aren't person. for everybody either. And like they're not for yeah. me. It's just you know, you're gonna come to my wedding, why do you have to come to all these events? Yeah. So there's like the shower and then there's yeah. the engagement party and then there's you know, for this it's the it's the gender reveal, it's yeah. the baby shower, and sometimes there's two baby showers because, you know, this set of parents lives in this state and right. that set of parents lives in that state. Yep. I didn't even consider this, but I was in the car with my mom yesterday driving up from Nashville, and um, it was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize my wife's been planning a baby shower and hadn't talked to my mom about it. Yeah. That's yeah, there's like always that, like, little, Dynamic. Yeah. Do, they, do they do, is, like, is a baby shower, like, typically just, like, an American thing? Um, yeah, kind of, because we had... Um, we had a baby shower because my wife's Thai, so we had a baby shower with, you know, our American friends and her, her Thai friends were invited also. And then there was another shower with just my family. So my immediately immediate family and her. And then was there anything that's, on, that's a with whole the Thai other friends? Of dynamics. The Thai friends went to the, the American baby shower. We had someone, um, one of our friends, Jill was, was kind enough and she's awesome to, to actually plan and throw the shower for us. Oh, nice. Um, which we weren't sure if we were going to have someone to do that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so then they went to that. And that's, you know, like, for the wedding, she had, like, her Thai wedding shower, 
which isn't like an American wedding shower. Like, they just all got together and ate, and she didn't really get, like, wedding shower presents or bridal shower presents. Mm -hmm. It was, like, I don't know. It was just other stuff. Um, And she kind of looks back on that and is like, I kind of wish I would have had an (laughs) American-style bridal shower with, like, your friends and stuff because, I don't know, it was just another time of, you know, the Thai girls getting together, and, like, they do that every few weeks. Yeah. So, um, but then in that case, she also had a, a little bridal shower with my immediate family also. Yeah, there's um, always that kind of dual but dynamic. There, there is the extra party that I would highly, highly recommend. And you have an awesome house for this now because you can do it in the summer, um, having a diaper party. Now, that's something I did. I recently attended. Diaper parties are great. Yeah. And, you know, it's not really about the party so much as the diapers. Like, you get... You get a lot of diapers, and diapers are expensive. See, um, the diaper party I went to, it was more about the partying and less yeah. about the diapers. Well, if you, if you can get both, you know, yeah, that's right? great. Um, I think that the diaper party for me was the – it's that's something that I wish that the gender reveal was kind of like. Right. Where it was less like of a spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's just like, got you know – Guys getting together, partying, and, you know, hey, there's this extra little, you know, gift. It's very standard. It's very, you know, uh, the expectation is already there. It is what it is. And um, it's not just some sort of thing where you get together, something happens, and then everybody leaves. Right. You know? Yeah. You you know, you show up, you have diapers, and then you just hang out and drink for an afternoon or, you know, jump in the pool, play some cornhole. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, And the diapers, like, we have... Because we had a you know extra large baby, um, we've got newborns, newborn diapers left over and like size one left over that we'll be using you know later this year. But I know a friend that went a year and a half, maybe two years. This is Jill's husband. They had a diaper party way back when they had their first kid, and they you know they went two years without buying diapers. Wow! From the diaper party, that's incredible. It was pretty impressive. I think we went um, like six to nine months, maybe. Um, which is still great. So uh, when it comes to diapers, uh, for those of us who don't know, uh, there's different sizes of diapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that all work? When do you transition? You'll know. When they're too tight, they'll start leaving a little mark on the, the side. Yeah. yeah, you'll know. And there's there's weight, like, um, there's there's weight um, suggestions on each uh, gotcha, size. Gotcha. So, like, newborn is, like, up to like nine pounds or ten pounds or something like that, and then, yeah, you'll you'll know. That's I wouldn't worry about that very much. So you brought up a, a another topic haphazardly, um, which I felt uh, like was something that came up this week when I was talking with one of my friends. She's a one year old, and um, you know the topic is things that you got initially when you first had your first baby, and then some of those things which you only used a couple times and you wish you never would have registered for, or wish you never would have asked right. for, or wish you would have never bought yourself, or things that you spent excessive amounts of money on or had other people spend excessive mm. amounts of money on that really was not worth it at all. Do you have anything like that? Um, I'm going to start talking, and hopefully I'm going to think of something. But um, like know, for her, I, it was like some sort of like ba- like bath, like a newborn bath. Yeah, well, I have I have a good story about that. Um, are you guys planning on telling everybody the gender 
Yeah, like it's right just kind of like casual right now. It's like when we see people. One thing, like, have you told a lot of people so far? Not well. I mean, close, close friends and, and so family. Something that might help you out for the baby shower is not telling people the gender, telling them maybe at the the bridal shower or mm-hmm. the, the baby shower, because um, you're gonna get a lot of clothes. Mm. If you if they know the gender, they're gonna buy a lot of clothes. And if you know Melissa's anything like my wife. She doesn't really like the clothes that other people pick out for her <laughs> baby. Um, and also, you're going to get a ton of clothes from hand-me-downs and stuff yeah. that are pretty good. And, you know, you don't need to spend a ton of, ton of money on clothes because it's all going to come. And then you're going to pick out stuff that you like. So not revealing the gender mm-hmm. really helps with that at the shower. Because um, people aren't going to be buying you clothes instead of stuff that's on your registry. Is it is it socially acceptable to say no clothes allowed? This and this is like on a the, way like on the invitation. This or something is a like way that? to to avoid that. Or maybe people just show up naked. No, <laughs> this is a naked baby shower. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good way to avoid that. I don't remember if we did that or not. I think we did because we didn't get a ton of clothes. Um, one other really good thing to do is to bring, ask people to bring a book instead of a card. Hmm. Um, just kind of build up your library. That's a good one. Um, that's a really good tip. But yeah, like the bathtub thing. Um, we got, we got three bathtubs at the shower. So does that happen just because what does Melissa want? Like the, the fanciest, like, no, well, that's the, that's what my friend uh, had suggested. Um, and I actually think it would be it would be great to have her on sometime. Um, I feel like uh, for her, she was like, I, I had somebody buy me a hundred dollar you know bathtub, but I really wish I would have just had the twelve dollar one from mm-hmm. you know Bye Bye Baby or and whatever. And that's what and, like we registered for one, and we didn't register for the most expensive one, like the four moms. Um, we registered for like a mid range one, and then we we ended up getting two of those at the shower, and then another one. Um, from my neighbor who actually got it from Marshall's, that's the one we kept. Because it was, like, easy it was, or? It, it was the one that we thought would work best for us, and it did. Um, so expensive doesn't always mean better. No, especially with babies. Yeah. No, because the tub just, it just needs to be a thing to hold water. And right. this one had, like, a little hammock in it that was removable. Um, and it just looked like the nicest, not the nicest, but the best one that you know would fit our purposes so that's that's really functionality over um you know expensive um and then there's like the swings thing like there's the four moms like rocker that does like pulsing and stuff and oh, then there's like the the rock yeah. baby that just you know it's just a Ma- like there's a, a mamaru analog thing that just goes back and forth yeah Bo never liked the four moms one we put it in someone luckily just lent us theirs because their yeah. baby was grown out of it and we put it in a, him in it twice, and he just he wasn't having it. Um, and then we put him in the other one, you know, your classic just back and forth swing with a spinny thing on top, and he loved it, and he was in that every single day. So, you know, more expensive doesn't necessarily mean better, and that a lot, you know, that has to do with the baby too, because you know maybe the baby does like the four moms over the the cheaper one. I find it interesting. Anything that, that you can, anything expensive that you can loan like loan out from someone yeah the better and then if you know if you really like it and you need to buy it you can buy it but yeah because i there's certain things where i'm like wow that's a lot more expensive than i thought it would be Mm -hmm. and then there's other things where i was like 
that's all that that is? Yeah. That seems like it should be much more. So, and I don't know how, like, there's, it seems like there should be, you know, safety is like the number one mm-hmm. concern with all of these and things. And if it's being sold right now, it's going to meet safety guidelines. Yeah. So the, you know, the price isn't going to affect the, you know, the safeness of the product. Right. Yeah, so Andrea is making a list for Melissa of like things that she just d- didn't really. Want. I have a pretty like, comprehensive registry list if you want it. That, that I, things I you should with, get. Things you should get. Had, yeah. And will you ever review? You should review it and say, "Hey, this is what." Well, this is another thing. This is from Jill, who I just talked about. She's like a professional mom. She's amazing, um, and she actually went to the store with me to register everything, and she had this list. Oh, nice. And we went through it. Um, June didn't even come to the registry with me. She just showed up at the end and had no interest in, in like selecting things at right. all, unless I picked something that was ugly. Um, but yeah, it's a great list. And then I, I shared it with a few other people that are, you know, having a baby. I, I kind of formatted it to my own likings. Um, but it's a pretty good list. I, Melissa's, uh, only request is that she not carry around an ugly dude looking, uh, diaper bag. A dude looking? No, she wants like the girly. She wants like a Kate Spade kind of like. Oh, oh yeah, diaper of course bag. she does. I'm like, I'm not rolling around with that. Do you have two diaper bags? No, June was not interested in the diaper bag at all. She didn't want to be carrying it. Like, she's like, I want, I want to carry my purse, and I don't want to carry a diaper bag at all. So she let me get whatever I want. So I got a, um, I think it's a Skip Hop gray, like Heather gray backpack. Yeah. Which is great. Gray, gray is gray is a great color. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I wasn't I wasn't about to like carry around some bag with like anchors on it or something. It seems like um, a lot of the things that are that you can register for, um, there's always an option for something that cleans easily. Is that something that you uh, suggest? You mean like I'm trying to think of a specific anything product. that a baby would throw up on? Yeah, I mean everything's pretty wipeable. Like um, there's always those fold out pads. If you have to like change their diaper on the fly, you can put it on the ground or on yeah. any surface and it's, you know, it's just wipe off. You can throw it in the wash. Yeah. Pretty much everything is going to be like that. I saw one thing, um, speaking of little babies thrown up, um, it was, uh, something to attach to the bottom of the bottle mm-hmm. and it like connects to your phone via Wi-Fi, and it, it tells you all these statistics, like the angle at which you're holding the bottle, totally the amount of ounces that have been oh dispensed, God. the um, and it and like suggestions based on, you know, the way that you're doing. I mean, it's like crazy the amount of things that people would invest in, you know, for what I don't know. I mean, it just seems crazy. It's totally unnecessary. I know. For thousands of years, we didn't have a Wi-Fi connected bottle, and, right. and now we need one. Well, it's like those socks. Those, uh, what are they, owlets? They're little digital socks that go on when they're going to sleep, and it sends you, like, heart rate and stuff. And See, now that's kind of cool. It, it is, but I, it also seems totally unnecessary. Unnecess- All of it's unnecessary, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, that's a good topic to dive into at some point, I think, is how technology meets parenting, you know, and where is the... There's a fine line there of like, okay, that's just overkill. But then what is helpful? Because like if, you're, if your child is having, you know, GI issues, then maybe that's something that, um, you know, monitoring how you're feeding the child mm-hmm. might help. Yeah. You know, so 
obviously everybody's situation is different um, with regards to the health of their baby. So what is helpful and what's necessary and what's really not necessary is a really kind of a, you know, weighing in on that I think is important. Mm -hmm. So, and that's one of those things where, you know, it might meet a list of things that I bought that I wish I never would have because it was just an absolute waste. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like the biggest wasteful thing is probably clothes. I mean, we have... Because they grow out of them so fast or... Yeah. Well, I mean, we have bins and bins of clothes. Yeah. In the basement that we're Why just, don't people... We're waiting to get rid of or to, you know, hold on to for, you know, if it's another boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, you... But the second I know, I mean, either I'm going to go through them and pick out the stuff that I like that I know we can keep um, or just get rid of everything. Wouldn't it be, like, beneficial for everybody to just buy gender-neutral color clothes? I would think so. Nobody's going to do that. I wish I, you know, what we should do is just. I think I'm gonna request that if anybody buys us clothes, it just be gray, white, or black. Yeah, black is probably a bad I, color. I isn't feel it? like you need to do something to avoid the clothes at the shower. I think that's the biggest. I'm already starting to get clothes. Yeah, I know, and it starts with the moms. Moms will oh, just start Oh lord, it's like crazy. Um, but yeah, anything you can do to avoid getting clothes as a gift, I would do. Because that's okay. not the stuff that you need. You need the other stuff. Clothes will come. You're gonna, you're, you know, the baby's never gonna be naked running around. Right. Um, the other stuff is stuff that you need. So I think that um, I would like to get information from you right now um, as a new segment on New Dad, Newer Dad. Um, your favorite item of the week for your one-year-old you're catching me off guard um i have no idea your one-year-old has no needs no i just i don't know what i like the best out of everything that we have um there's nothing like i use as a crutch um do you think a lot of parents do that i mean i don't want to indict anybody else but yeah, probably. And I, I'm not saying I'm some great dad because I'll be. You are a great dad, Eric. <laughs> uh, I just let him run around and do whatever he wants while I'm, you know, either like cleaning up the kitchen or. Is he ready to start spinning? Just, yeah, we'll get him a little, uh, little DJ rig. Um, not yet. He's. Uh, we're waiting for him to talk. I feel like he's a little bit behind on the vocal stuff. Does um, he do any signing? He's, he's saying some words. Yeah, he does a little bit of signings, like more as. But he'll really only do that when someone does it to him. So we're we're trying to cross that bridge here and get him to, like, be a little bit more independent. Well, I mean, he's totally independent now. Like, we're not like, oh, you have to do this at this time and blah, blah, blah. He's, he's just running around. Yeah. I think signing is one of the things that I would really love to invest a ton of my energy into. That's something to look into when you're doing... Um, I don't know if you guys are going to do daycare. Yeah, I don't know. Because we both work from home now. Yeah. Um, I I feel like, I don't know. I, I really, that'll be my thing. Like, daycare is awesome. Like, the one that we found is so great. Um, and they don't necessarily do the, as much as the, of that signing stuff because, you know, my best friend has a daughter and she was, I mean, she was just signing by herself by the time she was, like, one year old. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um 
So there's some some places that'll do it more than others. So if you're looking into that, also there's the socialization aspect of being around kids all the time. Yeah, and he's great. I mean, he he's really terrific around other kids and other adults. Like he's not scared of anyone. He's not too attached. Yeah, um, to either of us. Um, so with us, that was the I hate this is a horrible comparison, but I I'm sure that I'm gonna make it a million times is like with our dogs. Yeah, that's like nobody should get angry about that. That was like literally the the exactly what you just said is the reason why we took our dogs to puppy play camp right. like two days a week. We didn't need to. We just did it because we knew that it was a socialization thing. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, getting acclimated to busyness and to loud noises. Um those are all really important things. I would assume that that works the same way with a child. I've had some friends tell me, you know, hey, it's always been loud. You know, the people that um, that were friends with that just had uh, Christine had her third child, um, and Carter is literally like used to loud noises all over the place because he has two older sisters. There's a bunch of family in and out all the time, and you know, it's he's just chill. Because he's just acclimated to an environment that is really uh, noisy and chaotic, you know. Yeah, and when when that, it's just those yeah. first few months with Bo, like we we made a point of to never like be quiet. Um, like when we're he's going down for sleep, like we weren't tiptoeing around. We wanted to make sure that he could you know fall asleep with with all those noises and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just pulling up my my checklist here for registry. So the one thing that I put on the registry, which I was so surprised about, was, like, the stroller, bassinet, you know, car seat thing combo. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, there are some really expensive They're ones. They're very expensive. Yeah. I mean, when you get the whole package, it's kind of like – and then – but but some of it makes so much sense. Like, these things are engineered. Um, I was telling my mom on the drive up yesterday, uh, my stroller cost my grandmother $500 back in – you know, 1984. And so it's like, yeah, it makes sense that even now they're, they're even more expensive than that. Um, these things are like engineered in Germany and, you know, in Europe all over the place. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's expensive, but there's a lot of ease there. I didn't realize how many things, like I remember having to put the seatbelt behind the car seat mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, clicking it in and stuff like have, that. You have nice little clicks right there. Yeah, it like just... clicks into the thing and everything. I mean, it's, that's, that's some good engineering. Yeah. So, but that was the first thing that I don't think anybody's going to buy that, but I, I used the registry in You'd the la- last week. I used the registry as a way to just get myself organized. Yeah. Like, what do I need when I come home from the hospital kind of thing? Mm-hmm. That's going to be scary. Um, just looking to see if... No, I didn't um, organize it like that, but... Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff you don't really think about. Even, like, having multiple bottles and then having different kinds of bottles because... Oh, you need so many bottles. There's, you like, know, newborn bottles? Yeah, though the nipples are different. Because they, like, the go slower bottles. or something, yeah. right? Um, and the, that's the other thing. Like, you probably don't want to buy a bunch of bottles right off the bat because... A lot will depend on, you know, if she's nursing, if she gets a breast pump, yeah. um, the bottles that work with that. But then also whether or not the baby is taking a specific nipple or not. Right. Um, I, you know, I've known people that go through a bunch of different kinds of bottles, so it's better to just have one at a time and, and figure out the one that they like the best. Yeah. Um, 
But then once you do, man, oh, there's so many bottles. It's crazy. Our nights were just spent just cleaning bottles because everything has to be hand-washed. And then, you know, twice a week, throw it in the They haven't made a, a bottle sterilizer. that's dishwasher safe? It is, but you're not supposed to do that when they're newborns. Oh, because of chemicals or something? Yeah. Like, there's specific baby dish soap. Um, really? Yeah, and then, you know, rinse it off real well and let it dry, and then you're sterilizing it in a, um, a, a steamer thing twice a week. It's a lot of work. So it kind of works like my toothbrush, where I stick it in the little compartment and it, like... UV rays it. Yeah, but not UV rays. Just, just water. Just, just water. <laughs> just, just, it's real boring. Yeah, I was just looking at this list. So much stuff. There are. I, I googled a list of the thing, like the top twenty things that you need to have the day you come home from the hospital. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about that day that like just is has been in my mind for the last like six weeks. But as soon as I found out, that's all I was thinking about. Yeah. It's like, how do I prepare this house for that? It's, I mean, and everybody's like, you oh, just it's need, gonna be okay. It's you just gonna be need some place to put it down. Yeah, like it's, it's not the baby's not doing much. You're holding it and putting it in a swing or the crib. Yeah, and that's that's about it. And then it's just feeding constantly. Well, so that's one area where, um, and we can dive into this product uh, at some point in the future. But I am enamored. Uh, with the fact that uh, at CES last year, maybe it was the year before, um, a product came out called Willow. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a breast pump that allows you, as a woman, to just slip these two discs um, that are the size of, you know, uh, our our net here. um... And you just slip them in there, and it just... You know, pumps, and you can just walk around, do whatever you need oh, to really? do. Oh, really? And it's just because it's it stays so flush. It's, it's like one of those ab things that. Um, yeah. Your <laughs> Hi, Melanie. Come on in. Hi. You're going to be on this other podcast too. Oh boy. We're talking about all sorts of different things today. Mm. Um, and you caught us just in time. We're talking about breast pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Love those. Um, but actually, you're you're an awesome person to have on because uh, you're a new mom. Yeah. In uh, November. This is our first right? guest. December. Was it the beginning of December or did, it, did he make it into uh, November? November. 29th? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the 30th. 29th. My wife's the 29th. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird. So, funny story. My, um, my grandmother-in-law, my wife's grandmother, is, um, <laughs> is super funny. Um, she's elderly. Um, but she's really into astrology, so when um, we called her a few weeks ago, we said, "Grandma Maddie, we're you know we're having oh my god, a I baby. had a Grandma Maddie. Oh really? Yeah. There's so many connections here today. <laughs> um, we said, "Grandma Maddie, we're having a a, a a child," and she goes, "What? When's the due date? Not congratulations yeah. or like you know we're I'm so happy for you. When's the due date?" And um, Melissa goes, "It's it's going to be October 3rd. and she goes, "Oh my god, a Libra." <laughs> I, I had, thought that was. <laughs> I had a lady do that to me. Pull it a little bit closer. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yell at you. Um, I had a lady at the grocery store do that to me. She, I was walking across to the entrance, and I was like nine months pregnant. And she goes, "When are you due?" And I go, uh, "November 21st." And she goes, "Oh, okay, it's such and such." And I'm like, "Okay." 
And then she continues to follow me to the grocery store, like back in. She was coming out mm. and like stopped me and was just like going on and on and then like, what's your sign? Blah, blah, blah. Some people are really um, intrusive, I feel like. <laughs> with, with all the Thai girls, they, um, my wife's friends, um, they all use the Chinese calendar mm. to determine the sex of the baby, like based on the due date and, you know, when they got pregnant. Um, it's been right every single time, you know, when it comes to picking the gender. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm shooting nine for nine right now on my friends. Um, and I'm not joking. All I ask is, is it sitting low or high? Because it was like an old wives tale that yeah. I heard right. once. And it's been right nine out of nine times. I'm going, maybe this just isn't an old wives tale. Maybe like, you never know, right? I, have, uh, I don't. I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, I think that that kind of wraps us up. Really? We're, we're not going to get anything from Melanie? Just... Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let's do it. Because <laughs> you're how many months in are you now? Four months. Four months. And what's one thing that you bought or had somebody else buy that you wish you hadn't invested in because it was a waste of money? Um, the Docatot. Yeah, we we got a Docatot a little late, and then I sold it on eBay. So we we did use it. I'm not gonna lie, we did use it. But now he's four months, and he's long. Like for four months, he's huge, and so he just shimmies himself down out of it. What is a docatot? So it's a like donut. I'm, the, I'm, the, donut. I'm the newer dad. <laughs> it's like um like you know those like long cylinder pillows? So it's like that, but curled into like a horseshoe, like a long horseshoe, and then it has a mattress underneath. So the baby lies in it and the this part is supposed to keep them from, you know, rolling out of it. But I d I don't know. We got it for Bo when he was like two months and he was already just he, he he was in it twice, and we never used it again. And they're really I feel expensive. Like three yeah. pillows would just work really well. Yeah. Unless you want to suffocate them. <laughs> oh, I guess you're. <laughs> these are the things I don't think about. The we used it in the bassinet. Mm-hmm. Because um, when he was really little, he had a neck where his neck muscle was really tight, so he would turn one way, which means his whole body would turn. So the docatot at least kept him straight. So the first few months it was good, but now that he's so big. He's. I just took it out of the crib and let him. He's in the crib. Yeah. So it's like in theory, it's great. But if it didn't cost a ton of money, it maybe yeah. wouldn't be a bad. And it, it resells very well on eBay. I sold that thing for like two hundred and fifty dollars. So maybe I should sell. Holy mine. moly! Two. How much that's does it retail a, for? That's the other thing. Seventy nine or something. Yeah, that that's for the smaller size. We got yeah. like the grand. Oh, you whatever. did. Oh my god. Yeah, and it was stupid. Oh. He rolled right that. out of it. Um, but I guess like before I was talking about, like, it doesn't really matter how expensive it is. One thing to consider is this shit resells. So if you do go and get the most expensive thing, you're going to be able to get rid of it for a good portion of what you paid for it. As long as it's not beat to shit. That's true. So if I buy anything on my own, should I just be buying resold stuff? You can, but I mean, it's, you might be better off buying new. I don't know. We had a lot of people that gave us stuff. So, like, really the only thing that we dropped a pretty penny on was the Docatot. And it was the small ones only, like, 150 175 or something. But I wholeheartedly believe just re- buy resell stuff. Because it's going to get beat up and you're going to use it, especially when they're little. You only use it for, like, a few months. And That's then you're, like, peace out. Yeah. And we bought, um, off Craigslist, we bought a, a Bugaboo. I don't even know what that is. The stroller. You know the bugs oh, oh, strollers, like yeah, those yeah, crazy yeah. expensive yeah. strollers, for like 125 bucks. Um, 
And it's a great stroller, and that's now that's like our kick around stroller now because she went and bought, like a like she went and just bought a new one, not the super expensive one, the the lower model, but um, yeah, and we'll be able to resell that. Like I even resold the stroller that I that we never use, like the jogging stroller, the Greco. We bought like mm-hmm. the the package with the car seat and everything. Um, I kept the car seat and sold the stroller for like 120 bucks. And I had purchased that from an online auction, so I made my money back. So people are buying stuff. I feel like my mom's going to try to buy a whole bunch of stuff to encourage me to exercise with my child. And it's really just like, hey, you need to go exercise. <laughs> Not, hey, I got this for your child. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good topic, though, just to talk about like what you'd wish you hadn't have gotten. Yes. Just because there's, I think that there are a lot of unnecessary things that people buy. I will say that we were pretty minimalistic on what we bought and had on our registry. Like I was pretty strategic on what I wanted. It kind of drove my everyone nuts, but I didn't want to spend all this money. I didn't want like mm-hmm. I didn't want all this crap in the mm-hmm. house. I mean, we already have enough shit that it wasn't necessary. Yeah. That's one thing I told um Dustin was if if he can hide the gender until after the shower, it's going to help him out a lot. Agree. Agree. And we really honestly didn't get that many clothes from people, but now we're at the point where we're at, he's, we pretty much don't have that much left. So that's where the resale shops, I think, help too, because then you don't have to spend. Did either of you get a lot of toys? No. No. Toys Toys are like an add-on to like a thing. Like, they'll get you something and they'll get like a, a toy attached to it or something, but... And the toys for for that young, they don't they don't need to be crazy, and they don't need a ton of stuff. Like even now, it's just we just have a, a basket full of like blocks and balls, and he's just going through it and just throwing stuff out of it. That's a lot of mess to clean up. It sounds like yeah. my mother in law shows up with a noise toy every time she comes over. So <laughs> I think that's a whole topic within itself. Mm-hmm. Agree. Just the noise toy. Agree. What do you mean by noise toy? Anything like that anything, anything that makes noise? Yeah, like electric, battery operated, musically annoying yeah. toy. Then you get the, the song stuck in your head. Yes, and they only play the same three songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there's two things that Melissa and I already agreed on, and that was uh, no electronic kind of anythings. And uh, we don't want anybody taking, and this is just controversial if I say it, but it's, I'm just going to say it. Is that we don't want anybody taking pictures of our baby and posting it on, like Facebook or social media or anything like that. Because as photographers, we have a pretty strong, you know, connection to privacy, and you know, right. I don't know how that kid is going to feel at some point mm-hmm. later in life. I don't know if they want bathtub shots in Facebook Agreed. land, you know. So yeah. you just save them for later for yourself. Exactly. All right. Um, well, we got to record another podcast here. Well, this got really good, like, real fast. Sorry. <laughs> Just want to abandon the other one completely? Um, we didn't fully... Melanie uh, Tyndall is a friend of ours, a wedding planner, and um, if you want to check her out on episode number 11 of The Bearded Bride, because that'll probably be out way before this one is, because we don't know when we're releasing this. No. There's no release date on this yet. Just talking. Because um, I haven't actually told anybody about... June being pregnant yet. Yeah, that'll be a little while. <laughs> my, uh, so my parents went on a two-month trip there in Florida, like right 
right when we found out she was pregnant. So they're coming back in May. So we're just not going to tell them. And, and then we're just going to show up, and she's just going to be fully pregnant. Should be, <laughs> it wow. should be fun. That's that's. Your parents are going to love that's, that. I mean, that's what we're going to do for pretty much everybody else. Like, we're not going to tell anybody. We're just going to go places and have her be pregnant and see if anybody asks. Yeah. We're going to have fun with this one. That's That's a good idea. All right, so I already said we're going to end it. Let's, yeah, let's end people the podcast. Like, when's that baby do? What baby? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's rude. It's a bodysuit. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's it. We didn't have a sign-off for this podcast, did we, last time? No, but we're just going to call it the second best podcast ever. Oh, okay. I'm, I feel like this one might turn into the best one. <laughs> well, no, not not like second place, just... Right. This is the second best podcast All right. ever. <laughs> well, that's it. Are we gonna are we gonna do it now? Bye. Bye. Bye.